0: funny ladies hello hello good day welcome to three funny ladies
1: that's joe bailey that
0: is susan jacobs
1: and we are together we
0: are so crazy so
1: crazy what? i mean the reason we're together is because i don't have power at my fucking house yeah
0: so i let her come i let her <laughs> Let her come over. I didn't want to, but I let her.
1: <laughs> she whined and complained. So then? she could
0: work from my home today. Yes. Quote unquote work. And then we uh, just decided while we're here, let's just do it. Let's just
1: do the damn thing. Sitting
0: across from each other.
1: Yeah. soup's weird. What uh... a
0: 2021 thing to do.
1: <laughs> Sitting across from a person.
0: <laughs> Talking in their general direction. In their general vicinity. How are you today?
1: Yeah upside from the power being out i'm great i'm just yeah. perfect yeah it's not having power is um it's a challenge it's, it a, real, it's a real challenge it really is. it's a real challenge i hate it it's supposed to be back on in three more hours
0: now see that's interesting to me because when i picked you up today at noon your street was literally filled with utility trucks working on power
1: well, the problem is what DTE is saying, the update, you know, is that they can't find the problem, but they know it's wind damage. I, I don't know how they could n- know. What did the wind tell them? <laughs> Psst.
0: DTE. Hey, hey, DTE. I'm going to take out these assholes power. But I'm not going to tell you where. <laughs> but just tell them it was me. <laughs> <laughs> so good luck finding it. <laughs> uh well this week we have a uh a WePod we situation coming at you we do keeping it on the short style <laughs> i don't know what that meant okay but uh you know before we get into that i wanted to say one thing it's interesting because joe is in Wyoming, so mm-hmm. we are we are filming this We're recording this without the help of our trusty sidekick. Yeah. But it's weird because I am, you know, in the house alone now while he's gone. Mm -hmm. And I realized I have never lived on my own. Really? Have you? I've never had my own place.
1: No. I mean, technically, technically there was a time when Pete didn't technically live at my home. But I mean, he did. So no, yeah, no, I've never lived by myself either.
0: It's so crazy when I had that realization. I mean, because I think I'm, I think of myself, and I think I'm probably perceived as a loner type situation. Sure, sure, sure. I do really well on my own.
1: Yes, let's put it that way. I do as well.
0: Um, and so it's just it's interesting to me when I made that realization, like, wow, like, I just have never, but it's also been interesting this week, because like, I really feel it of him not being here.
1: So let me ask you this, because I've had this experience this past month, really, how are you feeling with him not here? Because I I think you've been like Pete and myself, where I mean, you've been together every day for the past year and a half. So with him not here, is it like, I don't like this is it not different or is it like ooh it's a
0: little bit of all of it okay i think it's interesting because when i knew that he was you know when i when i knew he was gonna be leaving i mean (laughs) i just i thought i'm gonna be here for like uh uh, 10 days or whatever i'm gonna get so much reading done and i mean i read when he's here too but it's just you know yeah i just and i haven't i don't i I don't think i've picked up my book since he's been gone hilarious so it's yeah it's i think it's all of it the nights are weird because i think also there are a lot of things that i cannot watch on tv because we have to watch them together mm-hmm, so there's a lot mm-hmm. of like and you know there's nothing to watch anymore like oh god <laughs> right if, so if there was content
1: <laughs> so i have been doing this show that is finally over it's come to a close mazel tov. but you know i've been gone every night for what a month month and a half and uh, yeah, none of us like it. Like, yes. And I would get home late and Pete would be like, like he would start texting me, like, where are you? Like, he doesn't remember how all this works.
0: I know, it's so weird. Like,
1: we open in a week, it's 11 o'clock, calm your tits. Like, <laughs> I'm at rehearsal! So, and then as soon as I got home, so I got home Sunday night, obviously. Well, then Monday he went to the aunt, and then Tuesday we lost power. So it's sort of been a weird... Cause last night was just fucking miserable. Yeah, you
0: haven't had time to really feel the effects of being back to. Yeah,
1: exactly. The and new normal. so I'm really, really hoping that the power comes back when it says it'll come back. Cause we're watching Loki now. And I missed last Wednesday because I was in tech. And so another one came out today. So we're just going to watch both of them, but yeah, it needs to come back. I, yeah. I can't without power. I'm I, yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't do it. I seriously can't do it. No, it's, terrible i, I could a, not be amish i get no i get no or a jane austen character i get so irate yeah i can't do it i just can't do it so we'll see hopefully it comes back it will and we can start our life again <laughs> 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 have to go grocery shopping probably that's okay we need to clean out the fridge it's yeah. fine it's totally fine every now and again yeah a good cleanse
0: yeah So this week, we are going to be talking about, well, specifically a film called Whoopi Goldberg Presents Moms Mabley. Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. And
0: um, specifically about Moms Mabley. Yeah. Now, before we get into the film, if you don't know who Moms Mabley is, I think this is one thing that I... I love that we're doing this podcast, and our friend Gretchen, who is a friend of the podcast, Mm -hmm. I had dinner with her the other day. Mm -hmm. In case you didn't know, (laughs) now where did you go? We went to Red Lobster. Okay, okay.
1: Joe hates it. Right now, is there a Target near there? Target yesterday. (laughs) Um,
0: and so she asked me while we were out if I was still enjoying doing this podcast. And I said, why does it not sound like it? You're right. <laughs> and she's like, no, I just was curious because it's been almost a year. We're that doesn't
1: make any sense. That does year. not sound.
0: Isn't that crazy? I remember
1: sitting in your car and, and discussing yes, outside it. Outside your house. Yes. Um, the old house. But
0: this is, I'm just so happy with how things have evolved for the show over this past year. And I'm really happy that we decided to do these WePods Pods where we can touch on women who maybe don't have a, you know, illustrious film career that we can talk about. And this is one of them with Moms Mabley, who was a true pioneer in so many fields, but specifically stand-up comedy. Mm -hmm. So uh, Moms Mabley, just real quick, uh, was born Loretta May Aiken in North Carolina on March nineteenth, this says eighteen ninety four. In the film, they say eighteen ninety seven. They also mentioned that there's just a lot of things that aren't known about her for sure.
1: Yeah, she was a little evasive on the personal content. There,
0: there are there's a story floating around that she was raped two times when she was young now wikipedia says that she was the first time she was raped she was 11
1: oh my god
0: by an elderly black man oh my god and then again at age 13 jesus
1: christ by a
0: white sheriff oh
1: my god
0: now unfortunately she became pregnant from both of those oh my god assaults now of course this is all like not i don't I, from appearances, it seems like none of this has been completely verified, but these are the stories that are out there about. Oh, gosh. So she ended up giving both of the children up for adoption. Uh, her grandmother encouraged her to run away from home and uh, join up on the, the vaudeville circuit. That's uh, and so she took up with this couple called Butterbeans and Susie, and <laughs> they. They really uh, mentored her and encouraged her to hone her comedic skills on the Chitlin circuit. Now, the one thing in this movie, there were a lot of things in this movie that I found enlightening, but one of them was the fact that the Fox Theater here in Detroit Mm -hmm. was part of the Chitlin circuit. That's very interesting. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, so she adopted the name of Jackie Mabley as her stage name, uh, borrowing the name from an early boyfriend, Jack Mabley, who was also a performer. And then eventually, because apparently she was so motherly to everyone backstage at all of her gigs, uh, she earned the nickname of moms. Hmm. And so what did you think of the film?
1: I thought it was very interesting. It was real long. It felt really long to me. Oh, it's only an hour and ten minutes. Yeah, it felt real long. <laughs> you should see the look. So well, I it's just, only an hour and ten minutes, so <laughs> you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> I'm trying to figure that out. But, okay, also, that fair. Um, it, no, it was very interesting. I wanted to know more about because they alluded to the fact that she was quite possibly They alluded to her sexuality Mm -hmm. and maybe that she presented like a man in her personal life Mm -hmm. and moms was very strictly a character. Mm -hmm. um, And they didn't go into enough of that for me, but I'm wondering if they didn't know enough and they put as much as they knew.
0: Yeah, that's true. There were, there were a couple (laughs) that was one instance for me. I felt the same thing. And also I really wondered, I mean, I can't imagine like coming up through the performing industry when she did mm-hmm. that her life was super easy. Right, it, it presented in the film like it was like she just yeah. had success after, after success, after success. And I can't imagine there, there had to have been times that she experienced extreme prejudice.
1: Yeah. They kind of left all that stuff out. It wasn't, it was just sort of, here's this person. Um, She was great. Here's the reason she was great. Thank you. Good night. Which is fine. Yeah. It's just there. she was very intriguing, and I would have loved to have heard more about that. But she was pretty evasive on her personal life. Even at the end credits, like when she was born and, and how old she was when she passed, it was like, but question mark, that's what she told us. Right. We don't know. Yeah. So they probably did the best they could. But yeah, it was kind of... Maybe that's why it felt long to me is because it was sort of the same thing over and over again. Different people talking how great she was, which I'm not saying she doesn't deserve. I think that's great. But it's like, I wanted to know more about her. Yeah.
0: Like at one point, Whoopi Goldberg says, like, I quickly discovered I couldn't do a biography about her because we just don't know enough about her. Yes. Which is also interesting in this day and age to not know about a person's life who is a celebrity. You know, right. it's also interesting that she started performing at the Apollo Theater in 1930 and quickly became a headliner there and then didn't really catch on with mainstream America, uh, a.k.a. white America mm-hmm. until like the late 60s. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. 30 plus years into her career is when white people started to know who she was, which is also indicative of the times, but also right. interesting. Um, when do you, When was this movie made? 2013.
1: Oh, okay. Because there's a lot of people in it that are dead.
0: Yes. Yep. And Mira. And of course, Bill Cosby shows up. Which Ugh,
1: is- yeah. Bill Cosby shows up a lot. Oh, but it, it, it looks into some news today yeah, about uh, Bill Cosby. He got released. Yeah. Um, his conviction was overturned. So that's cool. Yeah. But it was very cringy to hear him talking.
0: Yeah, I haven't... I don't think I've seen him <clears throat> since he was convicted. So it was just, it was a shock to like, oh, yeah. God, it's Bill Cosby.
1: Yeah, and they talked to him n- numerous times. So it was like, yeah. It was, the other thing we discovered is that Arsenio Hall has ginormous hands. He really does. I mean, they are just... They're like two of mine. Yeah. They're, they're ginormous. So watch this and you will have to agree. <laughs> You write us an email and agree with us because <laughs> yes, you have to.
0: It was also interesting how they were talking about performers in vaudeville, how they really had to like sing and dance and tell jokes mm-hmm. and do all of these things. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Harry Belafonte who was saying, like, people would say, Oh, that comedian sure can dance. And be like, Oh, don't you mean that dancer it- sure can tell jokes? Yeah. It's just interesting because she, they show her singing and dancing and telling jokes and doing all that. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's interesting. That that was sort of the expectation
1: mm-hmm. at the
0: time. They also did five shows a day, six days a week.
1: What? How long were these shows? I don't know, but that's an awful That's, you're literally on stage your entire life. Yeah. Is basically what's happening. That's crazy.
0: But it's also, it was interesting how, because the mom's character really was a character. She wore like these floppy hats and like these mismatched house dresses and Mm -hmm. big shoes and stuff. But then when she would be off stage, they said that she would dress in clothes that we typically Ascribed to a masculine personality like mm-hmm. suits and stuff mm-hmm. and she was known as Mr. Moms offstage which is also interesting and that also made me think like if her if those stories about her past are true and because a lot of her comedy centers around like I don't like old men
1: and <laughs> no I don't right old men. like I
0: don't need anything to do with old men but also if she were like there was a woman talking who was one of the dancers in one of the shows who was like, We didn't, even, like, she wasn't even like homosexual. Like, that never entered our language about her. We never would even think to call her gay. It's just who she was. That's but funny. It, it just makes me wonder this whole idea of nature versus nurture mm-hmm. in terms of like uh, being gay. Mm-hmm. Like, if her s- such tumultuous childhood would really drive her into being attracted to women.
1: You right, know what I mean, and because didn't they say I might have made this up in my mind? Didn't they say she had a partner? Of she had a
0: yes, yes. Because that lady said I shared a dressing room with her and her girlfriend.
1: Right, 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 right. No, because I have often wondered that. Yeah, like to be so at such a young age. That's just so like, oh god! And then twice.
0: Yeah, if, if this is true, within two years, right? At like, such a young age. At
1: such a young age i mean that's only a couple oh that's only a couple years from lily yeah and to get ah like i can't even that doesn't even compute yeah so i could see where you know it'd be like well fuck this (laughs) i'm not doing this i mean obviously the inclination but i think women are more go with the flow anyway when it comes to sexuality. It's just like, oh, okay, cool. Like, whatever. But yeah, I think I would be off men altogether, I think. Yeah, I mean, it certainly
0: makes a lot of sense. It was interesting, too, how Kathy Griffin, I think it was her, that was saying how people really interacted with her sort of as a, quote, male figure off stage and she was saying like she wondered if that really attributed to her success and how she was so accepted because there's uh, there's always that stigma with women comics that they're not funny and they're you know blah 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 right and how she was so respected and just like so you know open doors for her and helped her along and stuff mm-hmm. um and they she was like i wonder if it's really because people really thought of her as a man
1: kind of mm. um um, but Joan Rivers was saying something interesting, too, about how you had to be, like, homely as uh-huh. a woman to so that you weren't threatening.
0: It's so stupid.
1: So dumb. But, but it's so, so true. true. I know. It is so true and so dumb. So true. Because, and I've said this before, like, when I'm improvising and I walk on stage, people go, oh, well, she's funny. I know she's funny. Because mm-hmm. she's not, I'm not conventionally attractive and I'm overweight. So it's like, well, of course she's going to be funny, Yeah. but you know, a gorgeous woman walks out on stage and she might have to prove herself a little more yep. in different ways. They're going to accept her cause she's pretty. And they're probably going to laugh cause she's pretty, but to actually be thought of as funny. She has to work a little harder, yep. but with me it's assumed or else why would anyone let me on a stage where <laughs> other people would see see me see your (laughs) film right these people are paying money we're gonna let fatty McFadderson out there um so yeah it is somewhat true but i but it was funny that joan rivers said that because i thought joan rivers was very attractive back in the day yeah me too
0: i mean certainly i don't i feel like she i mean maybe her comedy played into that yeah but certainly more conventional looking than like phyllis diller was at the time or tony fields who was overweight
1: right right um Fatty's got to
0: be funny. Yeah, sure do. Fatty's got to be funny. It's funny, too, because, and this, uh, this always comes up when you're talking about comedy and stand-up comedy. Arsenio Hall brings it up how, you know, you have to be really wounded to mm-hmm. be funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I find that concept so, I'm just so
1: fascinated by that concept. It's, well, f- for me, it's because I was always told, make someone laugh before they laugh at you. Because they're going to laugh either way. So it might as well, you might as well be in control of it. And also it's making yourself laugh. Because there's, it's just like, God, life is so depressing. You, (laughs) You know, you try to make yourself laugh. So I do think it's very, and I'm not, I don't think it's necessarily you have to have trauma to be funny. I think it helps. Yeah, And I think it makes it different. I think it makes what you say... God, I can't explain it. I think people take it at a bigger value. If they know that you've gone through some stuff and you're being funny, I think it's like, oh my God, look at her. Oh, it's such a trooper. <laughs> Whereas if it's just some dude who's telling jokes, it's like, What you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think funny people that get their funny from trauma are also more storytellers as opposed to joke tellers. Yes.
0: Yes, and that's what so many people on this were saying that she really was a storyteller.
1: Yeah, and
0: I think at one point It's interesting that you that you brought that up too because towards the end I think Harry Belafonte Harry Belafonte was saying how she was able to Take like the the long suffering of black people and make it funny mm-hmm. And not in a way that it was degrading to the experience of the black person, right? Which I thought was really interesting too. Right, I also really love that whole sense of community like Whoopi Goldberg at one point said, you know when Ever there was a black person on tv like they would all watch mm-hmm. and she's like they had no idea that we were rooting for them mm-hmm. but and even if you didn't have a tv someone who did would invite you over so you yes. could watch that person on tv yes and it's just so so illustrates how representation is so important mm-hmm. for someone to see themselves reflected back in some way or another mm-hmm. is so important Mm -hmm. like when I was going through the coming out process, just like trying to find any, because it just sort of validates who who you are and what you're going through. And it's like, I'm not alone.
1: There are other people like me out in the world, which is why, and this is going to sound absolutely ridiculous, but it's why I loved Miss Piggy. She was the first, like, you know, she's, a literal pig but she's glamorous uh-huh. and like and like looks at people like i don't know what your fucking problem is because i am of the shit <laughs> so that's kind of how i live my life like i don't know what your problem is because i'm the shit but yeah it does and that i yeah that idea of Everybody coming over. And, but, but you know what I thought was so strange? And I don't know if they explained what was happening. That party at the Playboy mansion that yeah. they filmed?
0: It was Playboy After Dark, which was a show. Okay.
1: So very fucking strange. Sammy Davis Jr. is there talking to Mons. There's a literal party of Playboy bunnies. All of them white. Bar, bar, Barbie, Barbie Benson. Mm-hmm. She was Hugh's boy boyfriend. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, she was Benton Barbie, Barbie Benton. Benton she was uh, Hugh's girlfriend at the time it was just very I'm like and
0: he had his what is... hooks on her man oh
1: my god like it must have hurt yeah. because she was like <laughs> crammed into the crook of his arm and like his paw was like you're mine just a the 70s were a weird fucking time man yeah yeah man yeah man
0: hey man <laughs> hey. I also really loved that she was just so Socially conscious, too. Like, she really used her humor for a lot of the civil rights movement. And I just loved how she would go to perform at Sing Sing every year. And the prison, I thought that
1: was so cool. And, like, totally tuned into their feelings on the warden and made fun of him in a way that would kind of go over his head, but would bring them some laughs. I think especially with the kind of character that she portrayed, it's easy to assume that she's not that bright. Yeah. She was very, very, very smart. Yeah. And that's why it worked yeah. too. She knew how to do that. Yeah, she knew what she was doing. And she knew how to present a character that would be palatable to, well, let's white people. Really? Yeah. Let's make her this frumpy. She never wore her teeth. Yes. Which I love that. Too. <laughs> she never wore her teeth
0: there's a that they show a club of her presenting at the grammy awards with chris christopherson and she says i'm not used to working with my teeth and she just takes them out and puts them in her purse
1: on stage (laughs) and chris and that's the and chris christopherson is like yeah (laughs) like i like to think that he then slept with her afterwards He was like, come on, (laughs) let's do this. I'm Chris Christopherson. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, yeah, she was just, and then it said she died in 1975, which is crazy to me.
0: That, what, that's like in your lifetime? No, that it, no, was that that it wasn't
1: e- that it wasn't even, like, I expected them to be, like, 1990 or oh. something like that. 1975? But she was born, what they say, 18...
0: On the, in the movie, they say 1897. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right. So make, that's... make her 78.
1: See, to me, being in the 70s, uh, that's young. Like, if I make it to my 80s, let's make it to our 80s and go from there. Being in your 70s is too young, I think. I don't know, it was just very, it was very strange um she was on the smothers brothers did you ever watch that Mm -hmm. we watched it too i watched weird stuff because my grandma
0: yeah i I, it all went over my head but oh 100 my mom used to like it so
1: yeah so yeah it was very interesting i just wanted to know more about her but i don't think that's anything that can be helped
0: yeah it's yeah i really love learning about trailblazers Mm -hmm. which she was in so many ways but i just i i too wanted more but there just is no way to know more and that it's almost like a an unfinished mystery or like a a cold case that never gets solved
1: right you know and there's no way that anyone could solve it because she was before yeah You know, all internet, all this kind of stuff. So if she didn't tell anybody, you didn't know about it. Yeah. And it sounds like she didn't tell anybody anything. And she just lived her life as though, like, this is who I am. And I don't have to announce anything to anyone. It it just is what it is. And you're going to either like it or lump it.
0: Yeah. And everyone seemed to be like,
1: okay. Yeah. She was just so charming that it was like, all right. I Yeah. I think a lot of people were that way back in the day in the arts. Yeah in the theaters, it was just like, Oh, that's just who they were. And we didn't discuss it and everyone loved them and it wasn't a big deal. So yeah, it was very interesting. I wish we could know more.
0: Yeah. I'd like to read a book or something on her. Okay. I should just read any book. I'm going to read a book right now. So
1: We're going to we're gonna, we're gonna uh, shut this down because uh, uh, Joe's not here and I have to uh, read a book because I said that's what I was going to do. <laughs> I need you to get out. Thanks. I've got to go read a book. Just any book is what we're going to do. So yeah. Oh my God,
0: she told that trigger joke, which is
1: oh my, oh my God! So and you, funny. You know what she's gonna say, <laughs> but the way she does it is so like oh my God! <laughs> However, everybody was calling her trigger. <laughs> At least that's what I think they were saying. <laughs> ah, gross.
0: Yeah, such a such an interesting, interesting person.
1: Like I want to know, like, how, like how did she choose to be? Like, I know she had mentors, but I don't know. It was just, I want to know more about her, and I don't think we ever will.
0: Yeah. I remember my first first introduction to her was, I was watching some special about something, and there was just a clip of her. This was Mm. probably back in the 80s. And the Mm. joke that she told, I've never forgotten. She says, um, my first husband was so ugly. Oh, my goodness. He was so ugly. It hurt my feelings. (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, uh, has always stuck with me. And I just it never really knew feelings. who she was. So like when we started doing these wee pods, I'm like, I really want to cover mom's maybe cause <laughs> I want to find out more about her. But yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's a good movie. I think it's, it's worth your while. It's available on HBO max. Um, and obviously I think Whoopi Goldberg is uh, a fan. So it's coming from a very loving place. Right. Right. Um, I didn't know she used to do mom's material back in Berkeley when she was coming up. Right. Um, But yeah, it's interesting. I think the people that talk about her, especially, you know, 10 years in seeing a lot of dead people,
1: (laughs) dead, dead people,
0: newly sprung
1: felons, (laughs) (laughs) incarcerated or no longer incarcerated people. Uh, who should be incarcerated. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll give it a watch.
0: Yeah. Do. It's real. It's real interesting. It's worth your time. I think
1: it really is.
0: Um, so that's mom's Mabley for you kids.
1: Hope you enjoyed it.
0: Um, so but we're back next week with a full episode.
1: With a full one. And who are we talking about? Okay. So uh, I had something in mind, but I, she's one of your like favorites. So I didn't want to steal her from you whatever okay so okay but then i haven't so then i thought of another person whom i know you hate
0: oh okay
1: so now i'm conflicted oh boy
0: love or hate love or hate love or hate
1: love or hate so all right i'm going to assign a number oh okay to these two people and then you pick the number and then that's who will do how about that okay Um. okay so you're gonna pick a number one through n. Um, go seven. It's Marissa Tomei.
0: Oh, boy. <laughs> oh boy.
1: do you boy. want to know who the other choice was?
0: No, I don't. Oh. So sorry. No, no, no. It has no. to be
1: authentic. It, and is, it has to be authentic.
0: It, we that's just what we agreed to at the beginning, sitting in my car in front of your house. So on a
1: hot day. But I had power that day. You sure did. I sure did. Yeah. All right. So Marissa me. Uh, all right. I in for a penny, in for a pound. That's right, baby.
0: So we'll be back next week with Marissa. <laughs> with I'm sorry, Academy Awards. <laughs> Oh,
1: real quick, do you like. think that was a mistake or do you think that was for real?
0: I don't. Because I really feel like if it was, they would have, like they did with La La Land, Yeah, they would have fixed I think it. would have been like, hey, Jack Palance, you big, fat idiot.
1: <laughs> Maybe uh, stop doing push-ups and yeah. read the right fucking name, stop you stop asshole. doing your one-arm push-ups, you fucking show off.
0: <laughs> um, All right. It should have been a mistake, but I don't think that it was. Who was up? Who was up? Judy Davis should have won for Husbands and Wives because she's fucking brilliant in that movie.
1: Okay. If okay. you've not
0: seen husbands and wives, I have not watch it.
1: But I've seen The Ref, and I love her in that. Have you seen The Ruff?
0: Yes. I love that movie. Also problematic now because of Kevin Spacey, but
1: Oh god damn it, that's right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But oh. super funny.
0: And yes, yeah, she's great in it. I love her so much. I love her. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well then we'll be back next week uh, with Marissa Jones. Oscar
1: winner! <laughs> Marissa Jones! <Jemette. laughs>
0: If you want to send us an email, threefunnyladies at gmail.com. Or
1: you can follow us on the Instas, Three Funny ladies. And we love you. We love all. We love we all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, let us know if you like us better better together or in different locations. Did yeah. it make a difference? Can you tell? Can you tell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still awkward. Okay. St-
0: together but still off <laughs> okay bye <laughs> bye <laughs>